I hear you think yourself to be some kind of a tough guy. A karate boy. Hey, I'm talking to you, hero. Yeah, he thinks he's a real badass, Jackson. I think you should teach him a lesson there, Ace. Badass? Mm-hmm. You know, every place you go, there's always someone who thinks he's a badass, right? Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> Welcomers, this is episode 18. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, my co-host, Nez. What's up, man? Yo, man, I'm good. What's going on? Same old, same old. Nothing's changed, unfortunately. Yes, very cold. I I was hoping this... uh, first little snow dump was gonna melt and go away but no it just continued to snow more yeah it just snowed uh, a couple days ago but freezing the sun's been out it's been okay during the day but as soon as that goes down it gets hella cold so i had to turn the heater off here in the studio so put my sweatshirt on put my shoes back on Stay young, everybody. Yes. Getting old sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, uh, on some Blu-ray talk, I pulled the trigger on that Steelbook collection of Rambo. Oh, man. I, I had it in my hands. It was just that price. I was like, I yeah. The, the the only disappointing thing about it, I had to find one that had the least amount of damage to the outside. Oh. So I got one. It has a little ding in it, but you have to really look for it. And I went to like two Best Buys and like every one they had was just like beat the shit. And I was just like, come on. And you guys are not even coming down on this price a little bit? I know. Well, I just dropped two hundred on a tour drum set, so. Oh, nice! I'm gonna hold off on big Blu-ray purchases. I it was either buy my drums or buy this. I already have all these movies, but that nice steel box. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ah, I just I just set it down. Even the guy that was putting the movies on the rack, he was like, man, do it. I, like, I can't. <laughs> so, um, what's, uh, is it just the movies and that's it? Yeah, I think they're uh, 4K. I think I haven't really opened it and looked yet, but it's a nice set. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. There's one more thing I'm going to get and that comes out next month. And that's the, the, they live uh steel book with the Keith David uh, figure. Oh damn! Um, they're putting the steel book out again. Yeah, but I, I don't have it, so I gotta get it. Is it the same one? Okay. Or is it? Damn it! They can make me buy that again. <laughs> um, uh, Mike and a half on the uh, what the hell was? Oh, my bloody Valentine one. Uh, Steelbook and the figure, or the 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 minor. The it's probably about as tall as the 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 Keith David one, but um, 
I I just wanted the steel book. He goes, well, here, man, we'll we'll go half. Give you the movie, and I'll. He wants the 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 figure. So I was like, all right, cool. So steel books can be close to thirty anyway, so it didn't really matter. But um, it, it also comes with a print. So I don't know if he wants it or if he's gonna send it up or or what. I got a ton of those prints. Um, for all the uh, a lot of the uh, steel books from Shout Factory, and I mainly picked got all those when I when I got them all at Comic Con. But uh, if he gives me the print, I'll throw it on the wall with the rest of them. But yeah, um, you're killing me, man. Yeah, I still still want to pick up that uh Slumber Party Massacre one with the figure, so I don't have that steel book. What? Yeah, you didn't see that one. No, yeah, damn it. <laughs> it, like, it came out like months ago, but it's it's still available on uh, Shop Factory's website. What did you think of that movie? I guess we we should do it next year. Yeah, um, I'm, I liked it for what it was, you know. Yeah, it wasn't much, but I mean, pure eighties. So. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care for the sequel. I don't, I don't know how many more they made. I just watched uh, the second one. That was like straight to the video when that one came out. Mm-hmm. Watched it once. I don't even remember remember it at all. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'll have to look and we'll see. Unless they just sell the steelbook separately. That'll be fine with me. But uh man, they're killing me. Man, so much is coming out. Um be on the lookout uh for um I got Theo looking as well. Uh Joker, uh, another still book came out. It's not the 4K one, it's just the um uh regular Blu-ray, but it's the exact same still book that came for the 4K one that everybody went and bought up. Really? So, yeah, I saw it at Target. I had it because my, my son goes, you have this one? And I was like, oh, my God. And then I looked at it, and the back was dented like, mm-hmm. all the way across. I was like, ah. He was like, well, just get it. I was like, no. It was only like 12 bucks. But, yeah, I mean, I'm picky on if there's a scratch, dent, uh, nah. And I guess Best Buy is not bringing out the – um. The, uh, Into the Spider Verse Steelbook again. Huh. I was like, I I didn't get it that first go around. That one went fast. Yeah, I grabbed it. So I'm like, fuck. I, mean, I love that box. So I mean, that's 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 the main reason. Um, I think it's just regular Blu-ray. I don't. Uh, was yours 4K or just regular? I think it was uh, 4K. Okay. Well, I just want the box mainly. If I I can just buy it on 4K and put the disc in there, but. I don't know. Um, I follow these one guys, these guys over in Europe. They're steelbook collectors. Man, they got nice steelbooks of uh, the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, the original? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, the, 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 not the original. Uh, the original as well as the, the three prequels. I'm like, man, those look way better than the ones we got here. But uh, I, I need a multi-region uh, player, and then I can uh, start buying all those. But. Uh, I pulled the trigger on the Blair Witch Project one. Oh, it's, wow. It's Region B, but I was like, I, I want that still book. I have a feeling now America's going to put one out, and I'm going to have to rebuy it again. Oh, you fucking 
<laughs> See, that's what I'm scared of because I don't I don't do the the region the the other regions, and I feel like if I do, that's just that's just open up a whole nother can right there. Yeah, I mean, um, majority of the ones uh, that I have, they they all play because uh, they're they're usually region free. But there's some over there. It's like region B or whatever it is. And I'm like, man, there should be no regions on these things. Just play. I can understand when VHS and all that, uh, but it's a digital disc, man. It should just play on everything. But, eh, I don't know. Uh, it depends on how how cool the box looks. That's why I was like, well, I can just put my regular disc in there and be fine with it because I just love the cover so. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's uh it's on its way. So I'll throw pictures up. If you guys aren't following me on Instagram uh, at Blu-ray Nez, um, I just kind of started. So I got uh, videos of unpackaging as well as uh, some stuff in my library. And that whatever's on that page, that's just a little niche of what I have. I still got a ton more to put on there and. Holidays are coming, and then all the sales start, and I'm like, ah, I just start grabbing everything that I, I didn't want to pay full price for. But hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the process of trying to organize my movies. Like, I just found out I have like two copies of the what is it, the Screen Factory Terravision, the double feature with Video Dead. You got two of them? Yeah, I'm like, why the fuck do I have two copies? Want to send it down here? I'll take it. You want it? I'll send. I'll yeah. send it your way. Yeah, I, and don't, I, I don't have that one. <laughs> and I think I got two copies of From Beyond: The Screen Factory. You will throw it in there. All right, <laughs> send it your way. Cause I'm like, damn, why? Uh, that that's what happens when when you when you buy a lot of movies. Sometimes you forget. Yeah. Um. Speaking of doubles, when I was organizing everything here in the studio, um. I don't know why I got, uh, I know a lot of people hate this film, but I don't know why I have two copies of uh, Twilight, the first <laughs> the first one. <laughs> so I was like, how did I get two of these? Um, and then I realized I'm missing uh, a couple of the in-between ones. Hmm. So, I mean, I liked it for what it was. The, the last movie, I was mad at the ending. That was me i thought it was bullshit but uh yeah i like it i'm team uh jacob so uh, i'm all about it he was <laughs> he wasn't native at all but everybody all everyone else in the wolf pack was but him so uh yeah double twilight i have no idea why <laughs> oh one no they're both the extended or whatever one there is and uh i see that there is a steel book the, that has all the movies in it, and I'm like, oh, this is, I don't, I don't know if I want to drop forty on it, but I don't know. We'll see. If it drops during the holidays, then then maybe I'll grab it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right, let's get into this first movie. Uh, this episode, we are doing American Ninja and American Ninja Two course we're going to start with american ninja that came out in 1985 imd imdb synopsis is american soldier 
obviously very skilled in martial arts, single-handedly takes on mercenaries in the Philippines. Let's go to Google, because that one, I didn't like how they throw in the obviously he's skilled. (laughs) Uh, In the torrid heart of of the Philippine jungle, a humble United States uh, Army private suddenly develops legendary skills and stealth. Believing he is the possessor of ancient martial artistry, he takes on a fearsome black ninja in a final duel. I don't like that one either, but <laughs> this is directed by Sam Furstenberg, and I believe he directed, yeah, the Ninja Three. The domination. Yes, he directed that, and he also directed Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. This is written by Paul D. Melche, Gideon Amir, Avi Kleinberger, and this stars Michael Dudikoff, which my daughter is cracking up every time I said that name because she watched part of this with me. Uh, Steve James, uh, I always will know him as Kung Fu Joe from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yep, that's all I saw. (laughs) (laughs) Judy Aronson, Gooch, Koch, uh, Gooch, I don't know, that's a fucking weird name. John Fujioka, Don Stewart, and a whole bunch of other people. Nez. I know you said you haven't seen this in a while. What did you think on this rewatch? All right, everyone. I mean, I love ninja movies. Uh, probably um, 80s ninja movies. There was a ton of them. Uh, but um, once um, Canon got a hold of, of the ninja thing, uh, my favorite one is, is Revenge of the Ninja with uh, Shokin Sugi. He's, to me, he's the ultimate ninja, movie ninja. Um, then we got a ninja assassin and all those. And then again, there's a shit, shit ton of them. But um, when this came out, I was all about it. I mean, in the 80s, man, ninjas movies were coming out left and right. So and then when I heard American Ninja, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I saw the trailer and I was like, all right, cool. Um, Michael Dudikoff, um, I remember him from uh, Tom Hanks's Bachelor Party. He was. The yeah. <laughs> I just rewatched that today too. Um, so I was like, all right, cool, man. He's going to be American Ninja. Let's uh, see what this is, what this is about. Uh, I'm a buddy of mine. He's in, uh, he's, he's a martial artist. So he's like, yeah, let's go see this dude looks badass. And, um, I don't know how other martial art, uh, skilled people are, but, my buddy, man, fuck, he was like, oh, man, oh, oh, like, dude, <laughs> shut up, man, just watch the movie. Um, this one was cool. I mean, it, it's goofy. Uh, again, I had not seen this. I think the last time I saw it was maybe when it hit cable. I mean, and I liked it for what it was, but I'm rewatching this. Uh, it was slowly coming to me as as the movie was going. Uh, it's goofy and everything, and these, well, at least in this one, the the, the ninjas were, um, uh, majority of them were Asian. 
Um, so I, I, I was all right with that. Um, I did like the uh, the bad guy, uh, Ninja. Um, he was Black Star Ninja. Oh fuck. Um, Tadaashi Yamashita. Yeah, well, that sounds really good right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was good as well as John uh, Fujioka. He was Shinyuki. Uh, those three, as well as uh, Dudikoff, man, he he was good. I mean, he I mean, their martial arts skills uh, was good at um, Kung Fu Joe, of course. I mean, Steve James, he's Curtis uh, Corporal Curtis Jackson in this. He was good. Um, but I mean, again, the movie's goofy, and uh, it's you can just laugh at it and enjoy it, but. Um, I really liked this one. I mean, I thought it was cool uh, for what it was. I mean, I, I love martial arts movies. Um, I know, well, my buddy, his main complaint was how slow they were moving. I was like, it's a movie. But then again, it's 80s now. When you flash forward into the 90s and 2000s, you got all the Jet Li stuff where he's mm. just the real deal. Then you get a Tony Jaw and all that and how fast they were moving. Um, but I mean, for what it was for mid eighties, uh, ninja film, I mean, I thought it was really good. Uh, the story was there. All the acting was there. Uh, uh, Judy Arnson can't go wrong with her. I just didn't like her hair, her hairstyle in it. But I mean, I thought this one was pretty badass. Uh, again, I laughed through most of it, uh, especially dealing with the, when, when the ninjas and all that were fighting or when, uh, Kung Fu Joe, he's only going to be Kung Fu Joe. <laughs> But uh, once he got into action, and then he, uh, at the end, he turned into Rambo. Uh, so I, I was cool. Did you see um, Hollywood Shuffle with the uh, Robert Townsend? Uh, it's got to have been like twenty years ago. <laughs> he did that little uh, segment when he was Rambo. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I uh, I saw as well. But I mean, the movie was it is for it is what it is. It's uh, streaming on Amazon, so uh, if you guys have that, definitely check it out. Um, again, it's goofy. Uh, Michael Dudikoff, he was uh, Private Joe T. Armstrong. Um, his voice is really high because uh, he kind of was quiet in the beginning for a while, but then once he started talking, um, uh, his voice just didn't didn't fit the character <laughs> for how badass he was but uh uh that that's just that that's nothing man once the movie gets going i mean you uh you enjoy it for what it is but again it's mid 80s uh martial arts film and i just thought it was badass man i love this film uh, i don't have it in my library i guess i need to look for it yeah i agree with you um this was uh, it's been a while since i've seen it but it was definitely a movie that i watched a lot as a kid because uh, one of the scenes that I love in this movie, when they have all the ninja weapons laid out and he's they're just going through what it was. Because I remember as a kid getting those like martial arts magazines and seeing all the stuff that you can get and thinking that I was actually going to get fucking ninja stars and my parents was going to be OK with that and nunchucks and all that shit. Uh, like the cast, um, Steve James, Kung Fu Joe and rest in peace. He definitely uh, steals the show in this one and in, and in the next one. We'll get to that because <laughs> they, they give him a lot more to do in the second one. Um, 
Michael Dudikoff, he was constantly diving and rolling. And it's like every scene he was like jumping and rolling on the ground. And I, I, I do I, I do see what your friend's saying about the slow moves. But I mean, that was, you know, kind of the time there. You know, I'm, I'm sure these these stunt guys that are dressed up like ninjas aren't really, you know, ninjas in real life. I mean, this this is not the raid. Definitely. They're not going full speed with their fight scenes. Um, I, I love the, the, the bad guy ninja, Black Star. Um, the only problem I have is in their fight, you know, it's it's some ninja shit going down. And then he pulls out some kind of wrist laser thing. And I, that <laughs> I fucking I hated that so much. I'm just like, you didn't do nothing like that the whole movie. And it's not even like he was losing the fight or anything. And then he just pulls out this wrist laser. And I was like, oh, gosh, I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah. um, I don't know if it was the same wrist or or the other wrist. But he also had like a a little wrist gun. Because he fired that one first before he busted out the laser. I mean, oh, you, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Um, but yeah, story story wise, it's pretty straightforward story. It's it's you know, this is not going to be like the time cop episode where we're trying to break everything down. Uh, story is <laughs> pretty straightforward, which I like. You know, you know, it's it's a ninja movie. You're you're you want to see the the fight, the fight choreography, and all that stuff. So yeah, I enjoyed this one as well. Yeah, I mean, with the story, I thought the story was better in this one than than in the second one. But um, the story in this one is uh, Joe uh, Michael Dudikoff. He's just um, he was a kid that was just uh, growing up from uh, jumping from foster home to foster home, then into the the juvenile detention system, and then he I guess he did go to prison for or no, he was about to go to prison, but the the, the judge said, "Look, man, you can either go to prison or you can join the military." So he joined the military. He was really soft, uh, soft-spoken and quiet. Just wanted to do what he had to do, and that was it. But then um, people were just kind of noticing him and uh, all weird. Because in, in the beginning of the film, uh, the, the there was an army convoy. They were taking uh, weapons and supplies to, uh, I don't know where, somewhere on, on the other side of, the, of one of the islands. And then uh, they're attacked by um, other. They weren't rebels. Um, what were they? Just uh, wanting to steal all their stuff. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were a part of the ninjas. I think they were just like the random, not good enough to be ninjas. So it's <laughs> kind of dress up like like road workers to ambush them. Yeah, so they ambushed them, and and they uh, Joe kind of. Uh, kick things off by uh because uh, they they pulled the guns on him they made all the soldiers put their weapons down but then he kind of just uh jumped into action with the skills and, and kicked some ass and uh then the rest of the army guys all dove in and there was a big huge brawl and then out of nowhere here comes this whole team of ninjas out of the <laughs> out of the jungles of the philippines and, uh i loved every time ninjas came in um just but these a lot of these ninjas in this film they were just like super loud and <laughs> everything they weren't even trying to be like stealthy or, or quiet 
Um, my knowledge of ninjas and ninjutsu is from movies. I don't know anything about the culture or or the the real story uh, of ninjas. Um, but um, I always liked uh, shout out to Shokensugi when in his movies he was quiet and he uh was stealthy and everything even like during the day because uh, there was hardly any night shots and there was some night shots in this but all the ninja stuff was like all during a lot of the attacks were like during the day and and just nowhere nowhere to hide i mean but it it was cool i mean once uh the ninjas came into play and then when joe uh was kicking ass they did kind of realize that what those this guy's got something about him uh, because he, because and the ninjas are supposed to be the high up uh, dealing with uh, martial arts, and and they're all hired assassins, uh, from the knowledge that I know of them. But uh, I mean, once the the ninjas came into play, I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, I just always loved how the the ninjas looked. I mean, there was a bunch of movies. There's uh, the the regular black uh, black cloak ones, and then you got some red ones, and then you get the white ones, and then um, they had all the, the, different color ones in this one. When you get to the compound, yeah, I mean you got everything. I mean even in Ninja, the thing Ninja Three, yeah, his was he was green, uh, his Ninja suit. But uh, I mean it was I mean it was what it was. I mean I liked uh, every time the ninjas came into uh, into the play and and they had to fight. Uh, I thought it was cool, but um, Joe was just still soft-spoken. So a lot of the, so some of the, uh, the the army soldiers were were killed uh, if it wasn't by the the guys that were trying to hijack them, or or the ninjas came in and were slicing and dicing some of the the uh, the the soldiers. Um, but um, I I. I guess yeah, it was the Philippines because I, I was like unsure on where, where exactly they were going. So, um, but what what the story was behind the whole thing is that there was these um, these uh, guys that were just uh, basically arms dealers. They were stealing stuff from from the military, and uh, and they were just selling them to the highest bidder. But then Joe came along and was trying to put a to put a stop to it. Well, he was more concerned about. Uh, who are these ninjas? So that that was why he was um, uh, trying to fight, or he was fighting all of them. And then you got uh, the rest of the military coming in. But Joe was getting a bad rap because uh, of some of the soldiers that died, and everybody was um, like just giving him the cold shoulder and just kind of not wanting to talk to him. But then this is when uh, Kung Fu Joe comes into play. I love this fight scene. It was goofy. <laughs> Joe, he just or uh, Curtis or Kung Fu Joe, he kind of just gets in his face and, come on, man, I heard you're, you're a tough shit. Why don't you fight me? <laughs> he didn't even fight him. He just kept throwing him all over the place. <laughs> he was just sweeping the legs and giving him backflips, and then that was it. But oh man, uh, I mean, um, Steve James, man, he he he's when he's been in, in a lot of of action films. Um, I believe he's in the third uh, American Ninja. I don't. I don't know uh, who that guy is. I don't. I don't know the story on that one. 
um, these two are the only ones that I, that I've seen. But when we talked about it last week, I think there was five of them. <laughs> I don't know if you want to fall down that hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually we will, but <laughs> I, I just need to look for them because the, only these two were on uh, Amazon. So yeah, uh, I don't know. But um, after uh, the fight, well, it wasn't really a fight, but um, Joe got more respect from uh, everyone else because since Kung Fu Joe was like, "Yeah, man, uh, you're." Joe Curtis, uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, you, you go, you're cool, man. You're all right, man. You, you know, uh, you know your skills." So everyone kind of, all right, man, he's cool. But um, the uh, some of the the higher ups uh, in in the military, they we find out that they are 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 dealing with uh, this arms dealer. What was the arms dealer guy name? Um, he was. Is it Ortega? Yep, because that is definitely sounds like Victor Ortega sounds like an arms dealer. Um, he kept speaking Spanish, and I was wondering why they didn't throw up uh, subtitles. But um, all right, but yeah, he he was the one running the whole show, and he had uh, some of the military uh, in his pocket on, on the payroll, so they knew they they wanted to get rid of. Uh, uh, of Joe, because they knew he he was a big threat, uh, so they were they were just gonna you know what let let's try to deal with him because he's uh, one of the uh, sergeants told Joe that one of the sergeants that was on on dealing with the uh, Ortega, they they tried to get Joe to go take uh, this army truck full of supplies, uh, to somewhere some warehouse, but then when he gets there he finds out that it's a, it's an am- an ambush, and uh, and. Then here come more ninjas. Uh I loved uh, when 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 it was one on one with him when he when he was fighting the ninjas and uh it's goofy once they pull out their swords because you can clearly see they don't cut each other, but it looks like they do. There wasn't much blood in this, was there? No, because uh, one of the scenes that uh, is standing out in my mind is when the the one tried to sneak up behind him and he stabbed he stabbed him with the sword through the the sack of rice. Yeah, and there was like no blood at all. It was like no, no. Every time somebody got sliced, there uh, there wasn't blood. Maybe when when the camera went back on him, yeah, that there'd be uh, some blood on him, but when. I mean, there wasn't much. I mean, because he he did a lot of stabbing, as well as the other ninjas when they were stabbing everyone else. I mean, there wasn't uh, uh, blood everywhere. So I was like, all right. But but Joe ends up uh, defeating all those ninjas. And then uh, this is when he realizes that, okay, there's there's something going on uh, in the military. Uh, They ended up, uh, because when he got to that warehouse before the ninjas attacked, the uh, Ortega and his gang, they came in and they were looking uh, through the truck and there was this, um, it was like a big bazooka type of thing with uh, with a missile in it. So that that's what they were, uh, that they stole. And then they were going to sell it to the highest bidder. So uh, Joe figured out what was going on and he made it back to the base and he was trying to tell their higher ups on, hey man, this is what's going on. Um uh sergeant so-and-so told me to take this truck there but nobody wanted to believe him because 
there, there was always that. Well, look at his record, and then it was his his checkered past as he was growing up. So they were like, ah, he's just a troublemaker, and that's that's where they were trying to get rid of him. But so he ended up telling Joe uh, and everything, and he uh, there was another guy, Charlie, uh, that was with him. Uh, he was a private. Uh, Charlie, uh, so <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> he was the. Uh, the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, well, like when they when you first get introduced to Joe, because he throughout the movie he's kind of, he's constantly just looking upset, standing by himself. And when you get introduced to Charlie, he's playing hacky sack, and that that tells you about Private Charlie Madison. <laughs> um. Oh, well, shit! We skipped over the the whole thing in the beginning. Um. During um, the uh, attack. Uh, first attack when uh, some of those guys were trying to Ortega's man before the ninjas came in, trying to uh, hijack the truck. Um, the I believe it was the general's daughter, uh, Judy Arnson, uh, Patricia Hickok. Um, uh, no, Colonel. Uh, her dad was a colonel. Yeah. Why would William why why was she there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why she would be in this convoy, but. Okay, maybe that was the only way they could uh, throw her into the story. Uh, but she uh, almost gets killed uh, a couple times, and uh, the ninjas almost kill her, but uh, Joe saves her. So after all of that, and then after Joe kind of gets back after he was dealing with that warehouse, he kind of gets uh, uh, um, Patricia. She likes Joe because he, he saved her life. And then she kind of deals with the... Uh, well, come on, we'll uh, we'll make this uh, this uh, this secret date, and um, and we'll hook up and everything. Uh, but before the date, uh, Joe was uh, was supposed to stay on the base. He he was not allowed to leave because of everything that was going on with him. But uh, he borrows uh, Curtis's uh, motorcycle, and uh, luckily there was a ramp uh, right by the fence, so he he could <laughs> jump over. A shout out to the stunt guy that, that did, made the jump. You can clearly see he wiped out when he landed. Yeah, and that wasn't even the same motorcycle that they used. <laughs> Hell, man, it looked like that thing just caved in as well as him falling off, but then cut, cut scene and, and he's <laughs> driving away. <laughs> so He ends up hooking up with the patrician and they go eat uh, at, at some restaurant. I assume it's the the place to be restaurant in the Philippines, and uh, she gets that when they're there. She notices that her dad is there, and uh, he's no, it wasn't it wasn't her dad? It, it was uh, one of the sergeants uh, that was on the take with the Ortega, and they were meeting with Ortega. So he was uh, Joe was looking over there and saw them, and then he was kind of putting two and two together. All right, well this is the this is the mole. This is the the guy that's. Uh, uh, helping Ortega get all get all their military stuff. So again, he tried to tell everyone nobody wanted to believe him. So it was up to just uh, Curtis, Joe, and uh, Charlie, uh, as well as Patricia. But she she had to lay in the cuts because she knew what was going on as well. She believed Joe. Um. Then we're introduced to uh, the black ninja guy or the black star. Black Star, the the that guy, he was um, 
he's supposed to be Japanese in this. And uh, we find out he's the one that's training uh, all of the ninjas. I mean, Ortega says, I hired them because they're the best. Uh, they can get in and out of anywhere without being seen and everything. I mean, these ninjas, you saw everything they were doing. And they were, like I said earlier, they were hella loud and uh, just not stealthy or anything. But that was the reason why he had this whole uh, ninja clan with him. And the uh, the main guy was uh, running them, the Black Star Ninja. He was uh, in charge of all of them. Uh, while at that uh, compound, we're, we're introduced to uh, Shinyuki, uh, John Fujioka. And uh, there's some flashback scenes where he was the one that trained uh, Joe in the, the art of ninjutsu. They do a lot of flashbacks when, uh, I guess, uh, Shinyuki found uh, Joe when he was young and uh, his parents died. So he he was he took it uh, upon himself to uh, train Joe in the way of the ninja. I mean, I loved all that. I mean, I loved uh, when they were showing those flashbacks. But uh, when uh, Joe escaped from their from their compound because uh, he jumped under uh, one of the trucks when when they took it uh, to the to Ortega's lair, and uh, so but um, Shinyuki helped him get, uh, escape, and. Uh, Joe was looking at him like, I think I know you. And uh he, but it but it wasn't it, it wasn't coming to him. So he Shinyuki tells him, All right, we'll go this way. So Joe ends up going back to the army base and telling everyone what's happening. And uh, we need to go there and and get all our weapons back and everything. So this is when they all posse up and they go for the for the final battle. Uh was it all of them the and the military that rushed that place? Or did Joe and Curtis and them go in there first? It was, uh, I think, Joe first. Because remember, he got all suited up with his ninja gear. And he went with his uh, his teacher. And I think uh, right. uh, Kung Fu Curtis, uh, Corporal Joe, or whatever his name was, uh, <laughs> uh, he came later. Like, they finally... They finally came to the island. They finally came to their senses, and they they got geared up and came after. Yeah, that's when he turned into Rambo. He had the <laughs> the headband and everything, and the big M sixty ah hanging out of the side of that jeep, gunning everyone up. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Later, he has the most ridiculous rocket launcher that has so many buttons and switches on it for I don't know what. Yeah, that was the one that uh, they when um, Joe was got taken to that warehouse. That's what they had in the back. Um, I assume they had cases of them because there was a ton of shit in, in the back of that truck. Yeah, I'm like, what are these buttons and switches for? You just got to fire it once, and that's it. I, I don't know. It was the the super duper 1985 <laughs> high tech uh, missile launcher <laughs> or something, but. Um, I think this was my my favorite fight when uh, Shinyuki and Joe uh, are teamed up. I love the way Shinyuki looked. He had the the ninja mask and the top part, but the bottom part was uh, red, and um, it was some kind of traditional Japanese wear. And man, they were kicking ass because they they fought like hella ninjas because they were like surrounded. And um, once the swords come out, that's always my favorite. I mean, I would probably cut my leg off if I was dealing with swords, <laughs> but 
Uh, I always loved the the sword fighting in these uh, martial arts films. It's goofy, but I mean, it's still it's still effective for a little kid that was watching this in the theater that loved ninjas. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome because there were so many of them fighting. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Shinyuki gets taken out, which uh, that kind of sucked. But he did get to tell him before he died. He told Joe, um, "I was the one that found you," and and all this. So. Uh, Joe's uh, memory was starting to come back because he a lot of uh, they had asked him earlier or when uh, Patricia was talking to him he goes I don't remember a lot of stuff when he had amnesia so yeah. he, didn't, he doesn't remember anything but. real quick I, I like uh, when he first met his teacher and they're doing the whole montage of him showing you know all the weapons and stuff that he shows him like them them little signs you do with your hands, and he was basically telling them that unlocks your 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 what do you say ninja magic? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a question: Were you sitting there doing those uh, moves with your hands? <laughs> uh, now or when I was a kid? Now, then, and now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to both. Because uh, when I was a kid, uh, I I had to hold the hold the ninja outfit and everything. It was, you know, you you rock it for Halloween, and then you know you wear it a few more times after that because you know watching these movies, you think you're a ninja. Yeah, I mean, I I've always been fascinated with it. I never had the the ninja suits or anything. I mean, I think the only ninja things I have in the studio here are uh, are the turtles. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, Storm Shadow, I, I got uh, some few figures from him uh, from GI Joe, but. I mean, I, I love this whole standoff at the end with Shinyuki and Joe because they were they were just fucking slicing and dicing, uh, throwing the stars, and I loved every time somebody was shooting at them with uh, the bow and arrows, and they were they were catching it and throwing it back at them. Uh, the stars. Uh, another thing I, I've noticed this in a lot of these ninja movies, and it was in this one as well. When before Joe goes into battle. When he's got all his stuff uh, in front of him, that's a lot of shit to carry, and he didn't use much of it. <laughs> he threw a star here and there, and he had the little claw things and his swords, and that was it. I'm like, well, where's everything else you had? I mean, you had so many other weapons. Why didn't you pull everything out uh, and do it? But uh, that's just a nitpick. Yeah, it, it was it was cool though. That was one thing I always respected when I seen these movies. Like you said, all the stuff a ninja carries, even like samurai movies, you know, wearing that armor and stuff like that. And, you know, these are like, well, not in the movies, but like these are actual like people that existed, you know, samurais and ninjas and stuff like that. So uh, carrying all that stuff and trying to be super stealthy and quiet and, uh, you know, respect. Yeah, because there'd be a lot of clink, clink, clink if I had all that stuff on and trying to be quiet. Um, but yeah, that whole ninja battle at the end was cool. But then uh, once uh, Shinyuki gets taken out, Joe is uh, he goes up the, uh, up up against uh, the Black Star Ninja. I, I wanted that fight to be better. Uh, it just it went like really fast. It didn't. Uh, I mean, because they were fighting uh, in this like, uh, like fountain, because they were in the water, and uh, they were cutting and cutting. They were both getting licks in, because they were both getting cut. But then finally, Joe, yeah, he had the upper hand and stabbed him in the stomach with a sword. 
and then he just psh, falls in the water and, and dies. Uh, I was hoping that he would come back before the movie and jump out of the water and do one last thing, but nah, he uh, he was for being the like the 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 leader of the ninjas. Um, that fight was kind of weak because it went like super duper fast. So I was kind of <laughs> like, ah oh, man. I mean, but the moves were good. I mean, I loved uh, whoever these two guys were. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the actors. Uh, but because uh, they were doing some stuff that like nah, hell no that ain't them. But um, after he kills him, uh, Ortega grabs uh, Patricia, and uh, he gets her in the helicopter and he's gonna take her away uh, as a hostage. Uh, Joe runs, uh, still in full ninja gear, grabs uh, onto the helicopter as he's trying to fly away. Uh, Ortega's leaning out of the side, keeps shooting at him, shooting at him. Uh, uh, while all this is uh, going on in the air, um, Kung Fu Joe, uh, uh, Curtis Jackson, <laughs> he goes and grabs uh, one of those, um, uh, or that uh, that rocket launcher missile thing, the high-tech one with a billion buttons on it, and it didn't even know what, uh, what that did. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who designed that thing, and I'm pretty sure it was just made for this film. It looks stupid, <laughs> but... Oh, really quick before uh, before all this, while Joe was in there fighting all the ninjas, uh, Kung Fu Joe was uh, fighting uh, that fake uh, Bolo uh, looking guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought that was Bolo at first, but then I was like, "Oh man, he just got it's probably like his brother or something." <laughs> <But> <laughs> that was a good fight, man. Um, Curtis Jackson, Kung Fu Joe, man, he, he he's got the moves, so he was. He was whooping that ass. He was sticking with him. And uh, I can't remember that. I don't even know if they said that other uh, Japanese guy's name. But uh, he was pretty big. And uh, they were both uh, getting their licks in. But um, the Kung Fu Joe ended up killing him. <clears throat> but anyway, back to uh, uh, Joe that's on the helicopter. Uh, Ortega's shooting at him. He grabs Patricia. And uh, all this, uh, Kung Fu Joe's on the roof or on the floor, on the ground, holding that rocket launcher. Like, come on, just jump, jump, get out of the way. So uh, Joe grabs Patricia. And luckily, the helicopter was hovering over the top of the roof. Uh, so it wasn't that much of a jump. But they ended up jumping off, landed on the roof. You mean landing on that mat on the roof? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you when they jump and they land, you could see the edges kind of fling up really quick. <laughs> Uh, as soon as they they're clear, uh, Kung Fu Joe lets off that missile, uh, and it sounded like a like a laser gun. It was, and then the the missile blows up the uh, the the model helicopter, <laughs> and then uh, evil is punished. And then uh, we go back to the base, and everyone's like, "Yeah, man, you're the best." And hey, man, well, maybe we'll work together again. And then and that that's your film. <laughs> Yeah, didn't her father get killed? Yeah, he um he was trying to protect uh protect her and he ended he got taken out. I think he got taken out by one of the ninjas. Yeah. So felt like nobody cared. Yeah, they also killed uh uh the sergeant guy that was um uh the sold uh the, he was the, the reason why the Ortega was getting them and I think that guy was Ronaldo. Um Ronaldo Yeah, that was him. MSG Ronaldo. 
Yeah, so they, they, everyone, they all, all the, all everyone, all the bad guys got killed and wiped out all those ninjas, and then, uh, that was it. I kind of went back to the base, and uh, Joe ended up uh, leaving with um, Patricia. I don't know where they were going. I assume back to the states, but then they did plan a kiss on each other, and then the the movie's over. For as goofy as it was and everything, I mean, I still loved it. I mean, the the little kid in me loving these ninja movies was was sitting right there, uh, watching it all. So, but I I love this film. This movie's badass. What would you rate it? Oh, uh, I'd probably give it an eight. I mean, that's as high as I would go. I mean, it, 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 at some points get get taken off for the goofiness and the uh, the no blood factor because there should have been blood everywhere mm-hmm. every time somebody got cut but uh eight is a good uh, is a good score i'm gonna go with that yeah i'm i'm almost there with you i'm gonna give it a seven and a half uh I, it does lose points for uh some of those things but it it's still uh it has a, it holds a lot of nostalgia for me because this is just one of those movies that i just constantly watched and uh yeah it's on amazon prime so everybody everybody if you got amazon prime which you should have amazon prime if you shop at Amazon, uh, it's on there. Yep. So check it out. All right, everybody. We are on to the next film. Came out two years later, 1987. And this is uh, American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. <sighs> um. This one was just really, really goofy. Um, well, if you look on IMDb, it's got it listed as action comedy drama. I don't think comedy was meant to be there, <laughs> but <laughs> this one was, was I thought the fighting, I mean, the fighting was there. It was still cool. But uh again with 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 the ninja fighting and everything um again not not very much blood uh there should be like gallons and gallons laying on the floor every time someone got cut but it seems like they just get one little scratch uh in them there uh, return there was some blood a little bit there was that scene where he's joe's like wiping the blood off the sword with his finger I guess you know. There's your blood. Uh, but this one, um, it's uh, Michael Dudikoff is back, uh, as well as Kung Fu Joe, Steve James. Uh, we got some uh, new recruits. Jeff Winston, he's Captain Wild Bill Woodward. We got Gary Conway as Leo the Lion Burke. Uh, Michelle Boat Botes, she's a uh, Alicia. Uh, Sanburn, Larry Poindexter, Sergeant Charlie McDonald. Hold up. Did that guy not remind you of Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I had to look him up. I thought this was going to be like Ryan Reynolds' older brother or something or, or related, but he's not. <laughs> oh, man. Um, And then, um, what was that other dude's name? Uh, Mike Stone is Tonjo Tojo Kin. Um, then there was this little kid uh, named Toto that was running. On. That's uh, Emilio Phyllis, I think that's his name. 
Uh, on a remote Caribbean, Caribbean island, Army Ranger Joe Armstrong investigates the disappearance of several Marines, which leads him to the Lion, a super criminal who has kidnapped a local scientist and mass-produced an army of mutant ninja warriors. <laughs> That's where it lost me <laughs> when, when we find out uh, what's happening. Well, this this is a good synopsis. So, were they yeah, mutant, direct... were they mutants? Uh, no, I thought they were making like test tube babies because there was a shit ton of ninjas in this see, one. But... See, that would have made sense if they were like like Star Wars, like the Clone Wars. You know, they're they're making clones of of a particular ninja, but they didn't seem like mutants, and they seem like average guys. Um. Well, before before we get into for to to what happened, I mean, it, um, this is uh, how many? What's well, two years later? Um, instead of uh, the um Philippines, they're uh they're uh in the Caribbean islands somewhere. Um, uh, both uh Joe and uh Curtis were I think corporals uh, in the first film. Now they are. Uh, Army Rangers, and they're both sergeants now. Um, they must have really did a lot of work in two in two years. <laughs> I know nothing in the military, everyone. Just just my knowledge from movies. But uh, they were sent to the Caribbean to uh, to aid some uh, Marine co- the Marines in an investigation of the disappearance of many uh, of its Marines because um, the the locals were uh, were kidnapping the Marines. And uh, taking them to, uh, well, at this point in the story, we don't know where. So, but we, we later we find out that they were taken to that um, to that mad scientist. And uh, what was the or the lion? Uh, that guy Burke. He he was the uh, the bad guy. And we we find out that uh, they were taking these kidnapping these soldiers, and they were using them. Uh, to try to make uh, a super, a super soldier or a super ninja, um, they only had like, what, like five or six of them. Yeah, that they kidnapped, and uh, but there was uh, like a whole training camp uh, of ninjas, and there was, um, who was the dude, the the the, the ninja guy that was uh, training all of them. I don't remember his name. Oh, with the with the scar. Yeah, I think um, it was Mike Stone or yeah, to- Tojo Kent. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Uh, was he Asian or? Oh no, let me click on his name because he sure. I wasn't sure what he was. He is uh, from. He was born in Hawaii, so okay, he could be. Uh, closer to Japan than we are, so but. <laughs> Um, this one, it, it, it was, it was just goofy. I mean, there was times in this where, uh, Joe was just like talking to, uh, the, I assume it was the, either the captain or whatever of the Marines, uh, him and, uh, Joe or, uh, Curtis, uh, Jackson, Kung Fu Joe. Um, they were standing there talking to the, the guy, uh, what's his name? I think it was uh, wild bill, mm-hmm. that dude. He was the one running the show. Uh, they were talking. They were talking to him, and I was like, "There, the 
the the black gentleman you you can see him standing and you know that's him but then uh, they the, they had like a stand in for Joe <laughs> and i was like were these like reshoots and they couldn't get him back or i mean there was a few scenes like that where he was just standing there or and and you could clearly see that it wasn't him so i was like they didn't do a good job on hiding him maybe they could have just showed the back of his head and we, and we wouldn't have thought anything but i was kind of like this is this is kind of dumb but all right <laughs> i mean if they're in the caribbean you know he might have steve steve james might have been busy or something he might have been in his trailer doing something i don't know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they these two were there where they were um they got uh they got they didn't get sent there for to help find the 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 missing soldiers, were they? I think they were there to investigate. Oh, okay. I don't know why, because it seemed like the, the Marines hate army rangers. Yeah, I mean there's 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 always been that. I mean, again, my military knowledge is from movies. <laughs> and yeah, there was always that uh, uh, we're better than you and, and all that. Um, my friend was in the in the air force in the navy, and uh, he he said all that about uh, the marines, uh, how the they were calling the marines jarheads, and the the marines were calling the the, the navy guys squids, and so there was many many fights <laughs> out on on the ship when they were out in seas. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean, because when they they bring in these two military guys, these two guys from the army and all the marines, like, why the hell do we need them? Uh, because at the beginning of the film, we do get uh, these um these uh two um I thought there was more of them. I think it was like four of them. Uh, these guys that these marines are on off duty and they end up going to uh some bar and then uh, they get into a big old bar fight with uh, some of the locals, but then they. Uh, they get kidnapped, uh, but the only one that saw him was that little kid Toto. So we kind of he kind of lets uh, the the other military guys that that he knows uh, on what happened and who who did it. So that's when uh, Joe and Curtis uh, start going to play and trying to figure out who stole them and, and, and why. Um, <clears throat> I mean the the story in this was ridiculous. Maybe just the the whole. <laughs> trying to make the super soldier super ninja guys with uh stolen uh marines uh and torrents in them but when they show the ninja camp uh in the in the, the lion burke his uh his little lair uh i don't think any of these ninjas were much less Japanese. It seems like they got, hey, you want to be a ninja? Come here, come join us, and we'll we'll teach you the ways of the ninja. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> because yeah, at least in the first one, there there was some, uh, some Asian guys, some Japanese guys that were ninjas. These were just like if Brian and I showed up. Hey, man, we want to learn. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll help you. <laughs> Uh, it was it was just a bunch of white guys in uh in ninja suits <laughs> but uh we find out that there's this one guy that was uh luring the uh the the marines and the soldiers to hey yeah come to this bar and party with us and that's how they were getting abducted 
So they were doing that again with Joe and uh, and Curtis. They said, yeah, we're going to go on this boat. Come on, we'll go party and all that. But then they were saying that there was problems with the boat and uh, that there's not we can do. So um, uh, Joe is kind of like looking at uh, the uh, the guy that, that, that took him out there. And he's kind of like, uh, it looks like, oh, the guy that took him out there, his name was Tommy. He's he's kind of looking at him like, hey man, there's something going on here, and uh, uh, he was telling uh, Curtis uh, that, yeah man, we need to watch him. So they're like, yeah, oh, well, we can't do nothing about fixing the engine, so why why don't we all just go uh, swimming? <laughs> uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe didn't want to because he he was uh, still trying to figure things out, and then all the ninjas came out and uh, had this uh, little battle with Joe. This ninja fight was just goofy. Uh, I, I, there, there was no moves in, the, and there, there was no moves in this fight that made me like get me hyped. I was kind of like, oh really? This was the first time watch everyone. I, I never seen the second one, so I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't like when uh, Kung Fu Joe shows up to help him. No, that was cool. But when he when uh, Joe was fighting him by himself, I mean there was some there was some cool moves in there. I mean I did like that, but it was like these these I don't know if these were the the low end ninjas because <laughs> <laughs> he just ran through them hella quick. Yeah, then uh, Kung Fu Joe showed up and then uh, he was really kicking ass. I like how every move Joe well Curtis sorry. Every move that he does requires him to flex when he's done. <laughs> Any chance he got, he took his shirt off. <laughs> so, I Well, shit, if I had a body like that too, man, I'd never have a shirt <laughs> on. I'd be all greased up and everything flexing. But <laughs> It was a goofy fight, um, but then they do realize that, all right, there's uh, – Something's going on, and why are these ninjas here? So that's when the, those two were really trying to figure out uh, why uh, this was why what was going on there. Um, other than the that the, they do when when they find out what uh, the uh, lion is trying to do with the to make the super soldiers. Um, I didn't like the, the guy. The uh the one that was playing um the uh the ninja dude um oh. what the hell the fuck was his names yeah um to- Tojo Ken Tojo Ken yeah I didn't I I didn't I didn't know I didn't buy it from him to be this this ninja master. Um, but I did like that scene when um, uh, the uh, the guy that was the the, the bad guy, the lion, uh, when he was uh, trying to get uh, other business partners to come in uh, on on what what was going on, uh, mainly more investment into the the, the super soldier program. Uh, the uh, Tojo guy, he they were showing a demonstration on uh, who the ninjas are and what what they were doing. I did like this scene because, uh, like, I don't know, there were like 10 ninjas came at him. And uh, he's already in, in his full ninja gear, and he just ran through all of them hella quick. Um, there, again, there wasn't much blood. I mean, there was many 
guys getting sliced and diced, but um, yeah, it's it was, like they, it was a little odd. He's slicing up his own men. Yeah, that's what I was kind of like. I can understand him maybe kicking him in the face or something like that. All right, you can get up from that, but you have big old big swollen mouth or a black eye or something. But like, why? Well, it's not like they needed those ten because there was like a ton in the in the seats watching. It was kind of like a little arena, and there was like black ninjas, uh, well, black black dress ninjas, <laughs> and then then there was some red red uh, red clothed uh, ninja guys in there. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I did like this fight when uh, Tojo ran through all those dudes and killed uh, all his men and everything. Um, uh, he didn't really, uh, uh, Joe really didn't get into ninja gear until the end. No, uh, cause you gotta go through the whole, um, where he meets the, the chick who's looking for her father and then they have that ridiculous car chase. Uh, was that what the when the ninja threw the the hook onto the back? Yeah, and I, <laughs> res, respect to that stunt guy because he was he was getting tore up on that road because you could see like the ninja outfits just shredded and yeah, but that scene was kind of ridiculous and. <laughs> oh, I mean, what was funny though? Yeah, when uh, that guy was getting that ninja was getting dragged. Uh, you could see that, yeah, his clothes were all shredded up. And you could see that it looked like he was bleeding. But when he finally stopped and he jumped up, his ninja suit was like brand new. There was <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I was like, ah. Oh. Ninja magic. I guess. Uh, but it was funny, though. But I did like how they ended up killing him. Well, I loved it when they uh, they hit him with a truck. And he was uh, holding on to the front and then busted in through the windshield. Um, the girl that uh, Alicia, she was um, her dad. Who, who was her dad? Well, I can't remember. Uh, the, was, the, the scientist. Okay. So uh, why were they trying to kidnap her? I think, I don't, I don't know. I think it was just because she was running around saying, because she, she showed up at that party saying, remember she slapped the shit out of the lion? Talking about you're a drug dealer and you kidnapped my yeah. father. So I think I think they were just trying to shut her up. Yeah, because um, Joe ended up uh, rescuing rescuing her. He goes back to that bar uh, where uh, the, the soldiers got stolen from the beginning. Ah, and, uh, so ridiculous. He went there before because he beat the shit out of those guys. And then he went back again and beat them up. Uh, a second time. Yeah, with Joe. <laughs> There's a scene, I know you know what I'm talking about, where everybody jumps on Kung Fu Joe. And then he just <laughs> does, you know, the, the typical, you know, strong guy thing where he just throws everybody off. But it made this ridiculous bowling sound, like bowling pins getting knocked down. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? And... I, I I love Kung Fu Joe, but I said there was times where I think they gave him a little too much to do and say. Yeah, he I think he uh, he had more lines than uh, than the main guy. Uh, 
the Armstrong, the Michael Dudikoff. Because he hardly ever talked again in this one. He still looks upset. Yeah, he just he looked like mad. Like I don't want to do this, but he <laughs> he was <laughs> he did it. But um, I mean, it, it was goofy. I mean, especially I mean, I loved every time Kung Fu Joe came into play. Because other than yeah, his shirt had to come off, and he really had to uh, uh, go for it. Because there was a scene where um, they uh, made them uh, when they went into that bar. When they, when they told him the when they said yeah we'll, we'll meet you at the bar and we'll, and we'll take you there but then they they made the 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 Marines uh Wild Bill made they were well, here since you're you're working with us we need to uh, dress you up like Marines because <laughs> they had their uh, their black dress ups and um I remember one of the guys said hey man that's the only one I got so so take care of it but once uh uh Joe and Kung Fu Joe showed up at that bar is when when they went into uh, into action and they got like just their whole their uniform was just all shredded up <laughs> <laughs> um oh they they uh they went to that uh to the party right yeah and then they they were the one that took um uh the captain away but uh their um when they went to that bar uh they when they and they got into that big old fight uh when they were coming back out uh, of the bar to get in their car they come outside it was a oh, like a white cadillac uh they get there and uh, the locals are like stripping the car <laughs> one of the doors off and they stole all the hubcaps and they were i don't know what they were trying to do with the engine and i think they stole the bumper they were like hey but then all those guys took off and uh when they went back to the party to pick up the captain uh, the the car is just making all the crazy sounds and everything, and everything's missing. Uh, but then they um, the I think I think he was like uh, the police captain uh, of the the local area. Yeah, the, they were also looking for uh, Alicia, and they were saying that um, there was many witnesses. We saw Joe uh, at that uh, the last place they saw Alicia when she was um, when she was kidnapped. So they they were to, uh, trying to put the blame on him. Yeah, well, they're trying to blame him for that one guy getting killed, uh, Tim. How did he get killed? He uh, stupidly saw some ninjas creeping by the window and walked up to the window and they stabbed him. And but right before that, he had basically told Joe the whole deal with the island and everything and why he was doing it because Tim was. Uh, I think they. I think he said they they had kidnapped his wife. Okay. Which we don't know if they did or not, or if she's alive, because they just kind of. As soon as Tim was dead, like that was it for that story. Yeah, they were just mentioning stuff <laughs> that had nothing to really do with the story. Uh, but once uh, Alicia, she does tell uh, Joe, "Hey, man, I I know where that island is," and. Uh, we can get we can get this boat and then we'll go out there. And she may want to go out there because she wanted to find her dad, and he wanted to go because now because once he knew ninjas were in the play, he wanted to see uh, more on who who these people are. All right, this part was kind of goofy. Uh, Joe and Alicia get on into the whole bad guy lair hat or slash uh, ninja compound. 
Uh, they ended up roughing up uh, two guys, uh, patrollers uh, that were patrolling the, the fence line. Um, they ended up uh, ambushing it. Well, Joe ended up beating the shit out of both of them. Killed, He killed one of them because I know he snapped his neck, and I think he just knocked out the other. But they stole their ninja gear, so Alicia and Joe put it on and just strolled right in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we get the, uh, the, the dude that's running the whole thing, uh, the lion, uh, him and uh, Tojo Kin, the, the leader of the ninjas, and uh, other scientists, and I think there was some kind of congressman or something in there. And the, the little corrupt cop guy, too, was there. Yeah, because the, the cop, they were they were looking for, for Joe because they were saying that he has some information and he was there when Alicia disappeared. So they're going in there and the uh, the line, the Burt guy is like, come on, I'm, I'll show you uh, what we're doing. And this is when we, we finally see the uh, those little chamber things with uh, people in them. And uh, I think there was the, I think there were six of them. And those were the six. Those were the the six kidnapped Marines. And they were going to turn them into the super super soldier, super ninja guys. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Austin Powers and that little frozen thing uh, that he was <laughs> in in the first film, because yeah, they uh, they all looked blue like they were like they were frozen. But um, so while they're being uh, toured around the, the the lair in this in the laboratories, Joe and Alicia are dressed as ninjas and they're right there with them with the whole group. Not one of them turned around like, "Why are you here? Yeah, Who are you?" Because they're <laughs> They're not standing at a post or anything. They're just like they're part of the group. Like he's giving, he like he's telling them what's going on, and they're just strolling along with them. And she, you can clearly tell that's a woman in a ninja outfit. But I guess nobody was noticing. They were, I guess they were too into what the line was saying. It's like no nobody noticed them. I was. And then they were standing like shoulder to shoulder with everybody <laughs> in that group, and not one of them go like, or even the uh, Burke, the the lion, he didn't even look over at them and go, "What the fuck are you guys doing here?" <laughs> but I was like, "Okay, whatever." So they they figure out what's happening and what they're gonna do. Um, back uh, this is all on a, on an island, a private island. Back in uh, wherever the the Marine base was, um, Curtis, Kung Fu Joe, and uh, Wild Bill and all of them, they were like, they were trying to go, okay, man, we know where they are. We know where to go. But they were were waiting for orders from, uh, I assume, from Washington or wherever to give them the okay to go bum rush that island and, and stop everything that's going on. But then they were kind of like, well, fuck, man, we're going to be here all night if we wait for them. So fuck up. Let's let's go. So they geared up with every weapon they can. And then they jumped on boats and they went to that island. But in the. Uh, in the in the in the lair of uh, of the lions, his lair, uh, Joe and Alicia there, they were trying to escape. But then they ended up being put in that little arena. Then the lights kind of kick come on, and uh, this is when uh, Alicia or uh, Joe has to fight uh, like a 
shit ton of ninjas, uh, as well as the uh, the main guy uh, Tojo Kin. Um, again, Joe is swinging his sword and kicking ass. <laughs> no blood. You can clearly see that he's not hitting anyone or slicing anybody with the sword. But again, I mean this this is late eighties and it's it's goofy and all these ninja movies are. Yeah, and I I had to double check this this movie was rated R. Uh, I guess mainly for the violence because I there was no nudity and there there was more blood in this one than there was in the last one. Because I did like that scene when 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 Joe was about to fight Tojo Ken when he had his sword and there was blood on it and he wiped it off with his fingers. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um. This fight, uh, when Joe was fighting Tojo Ken, it at least went on for a while. So I, I like that. And I like the, the the final battle in, in the first film where it was like a couple kicks and then you get stabbed and then that's it. But, um, when uh, Kung Fu Joe shows up with the cavalry, I mean, they all come running in with... Uh, he's in like all black. He's got the black headband, the black vest. <laughs> And uh, of course, he's got to take his shirt off to kick ass uh, and everything. But he comes running in again with another big machine gun hanging out of the side of the Jeep, shooting up everybody and all that. Man, uh, I can see all the comedy in that. I think the the comedy was in this film, but a lot of it wasn't meant to be funny. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it it is what it was. I mean, the Marines show up; they're gunning up. Uh, all the bad guys, as well as some of the ninjas, and um, uh, Joe was still—he's he, still fighting with, with Tojo Ken, and then he ended up. Um, did he stab him? Oh no! It was like a, um, like a like like a Japanese standoff. Yeah, because they they both came running at each other and passed. But then once uh, they Joe turns around, and looks, and then he sees Tojo Ken, and he kind of keels over a little bit because he got sliced uh, in the gut. And then I think that's when Joe came at him, and uh, they fought for another minute or so. But then he ended up uh, stabbing him with uh, did he did he stab him with two swords? I believe so. Yeah, so he ended up killing him, and while that's going on, everyone else is outside. Uh, gunning up uh, everyone they can. Um, who? Oh, uh, the the scientist Alicia's dad. He um, he ran down. They they were about to escape, but then he was like, "No, I gotta go do something." He runs back to the laboratory where uh, those um, super ninjas that they were making, and um, they the, the Marines went there to go get them, but he ended up putting uh, some kind of charges like explosive charges on, on their little tanks that they were in. And then that's when the lion came in. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he, he blows it. And then uh, did he get killed? After yep. That? Yep. Uh, second strain movie where the female leads father gets killed and nobody cares at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, once the movie's over, like, hey, yeah, party. And then the movie's over, but. He ended. He ended up going down there, and uh, destroying uh, all the stuff that uh, that they made him do. Okay, so he the the main scientist is dead. Uh, um, did he 
blow up with the the Burke the lion? Yeah. Okay, so he blew up with with the scientists when they blew up all those tanks. All right. Um. Okay, so all, all the ninjas are pretty much well. I'm sure none of a lot of them probably got away, but majority of them they're all killed because the Marines came in there and gunned up and fought everyone. Uh, Joe ends up killing Tojo Kin uh, after their big. Uh, I thought this fight was badass. After that long fight, uh, they ended up he ended up dying, and then. That was pretty much it, right? They just go back to the to the Marine base. Yeah, and then the, the Wild Bill's like, I, I could pull some strings and make you Marines or something, but they're like, no, we, we got things to do because they both got ladies now. And like I said, she did, her father blew up on an island, and now she's about to go on vacation with Joe. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Kung Fu Joe, man. He he was rough and tough, man. Um, um, throughout the movie, he was trying to get on. Who who was that chick that he was talking to? So just somebody he met at that uh that that uh dinner party thing. Yeah, I guess he fell in love with her. I mean, I don't know why these guys fall in love with chicks so fast in in, in any movie, but. <laughs> He had, yeah, at the end of the film, he, he's finally uh, hooking up with her, and uh, and Joe ends up hooking up with uh, Alicia. Um, the one little kid, the Toto kid, or Tonto, or, or no Toto, he the one that, that knew everything. I mean, that little kid was a hustler too, because when he was helping them out, uh, when he was helping out Joe and the rest of the guys, every time he would help them, lead them into the way. Uh, they needed to go. He always went, all right, that'll be three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, I mean, luckily he had hella money on him because he kept paying that kid every time. <laughs> so, but, uh, At the end of the, because one of the times that Joe didn't pay him, he goes, hey, man, I'll owe you. So right before the film is over where Toto's like, hey, man, you said you were going to uh, pay me my $5. And he ended up giving, he gave him what, a pocket knife? Yeah, a Swiss Army knife. Um. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I guess those are worth more than five dollars. He seemed like he was excited. Yeah, man. He, he had a pocket knife, and he was all good. And then that was the end of the movie. Yeah, they go getting on the plane, and and then that's it. This one, what do you rate it? I have. <sighs> I had to give it a six. It's it's a it's a step down. Um, I it's weird because I I loved everything about Kung Fu Joe, Curtis, not Fifty Cent Jackson, but I think they might have gave him a little too much, and I just wasn't buying the whole storyline about these super nin- mutant ninjas because there was nothing mutant about them. There was just a bunch of guys in some ninja outfits trying to be ninjas. Yeah, I, I didn't like any of that. I mean, maybe if they would have put these super ninjas into action, it would have probably been better. Because from what they were saying, um, once they were fully operational, they were like like 10 times as strong as a regular man. And um, they can't be killed because um, I guess they were going to put in... Um, What's that stuff they put in Wolverine? Um, 
Annie. Adamantium. Yeah. Yeah. Say someone's screaming it at. It. I mean, because <laughs> they were saying whatever, whatever they're gonna do to them, other than they're gonna be super strong. Um, their skin is gonna be like in, and you you could shoot them, but they'll still be alive. Because I was saying there was a, they were gonna put some kind of metal or something in them. See, that would have been cool if they would have had at least one of them in the movie. Yeah, I mean, you're hyping up something like that. Yeah, well, they should at least had a couple all ready to go, but they didn't, and that's the the main scientist blew them all up. So, but um. There was a million more ninjas in this one, which was I was cool with, but these ninjas were garbage in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did I loved them more in, in the first film, but these are just uh, ninjas for hire. Like, hey man, you want to be a ninja? Come on, all right, cool. Here, put this on, and here, here's your sword. And I, I don't know, I, I wasn't buying that whole ninja compound and everything, but I was kind of like, all right, whatever. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, the uh, action scenes was cool. Uh, I loved uh, all that. Um, when Joe was uh, taking on the ninjas by himself, I mean, I did like uh, a lot of those moves uh, that he was doing, as well as when he was fighting uh, a, a lot of them with with swords. Uh, I loved how he was uh, ducking and dodging uh, the swords, and then when he was in in action swinging those, there was one scene where. One of the the bad ninjas swung at him. He caught the sword with his hands, pulled it out of his hand, and threw it behind him, and got it stabbed uh, another mm. ninja that was uh, I'd probably say about ten feet away. I, mean, it ha- I had to rewind it. That that scene happened so fast, and you could clearly see that where uh, the when he threw the sword, that that actor ninja caught it, and then like brought it to his chest like he got stabbed and then he fell over. I was like, oh, <laughs> but uh, again, this one was was really a, a lot goofy. There was a l- way more comedy. Um, Kung Fu Joe, like, I mean, I loved him. I thought he was cool. He was my favorite character in there. But every time he came on the screen, he had to like own, own the scene. He owned every scene that he was in. So, I mean, I, I liked all that. Um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know he's in the second one or the third one, so but I don't I don't know what that one is about. But um, again, this movie, I mean, it's goofy and it's funny. Um, but if you've seen the first one and you want to see the further adventures of Joe Armstrong, definitely uh, check these out. Um, I will rate it. Would you say six? Yeah. All right. Um. I'll go down one. I'll give it a five. I mean, it was, it's still entertaining, but I just didn't like it as much as the first one. All right. Uh, what do you have coming up? Um, We were still, the Zizu was in town, but we just uh, didn't get a chance to record anything. So, um, not sure if we're going to record an episode this weekend. Hopefully we will. But uh, another just regular E-Society episode. We're still uh, planning on doing our Mandalorian episodes. But um, 
his work schedule is never the same. It just changes from week to week. So mm. kind of hard to say when uh, we're going to actually sit down and then record an episode. But I don't know. When it comes out, it comes out, everybody. Um, if you didn't listen to all 31 of, uh, well, 34, actually, of the uh, East Society's 31 Days of Horror, you, got, you can listen to all that uh, before we come out with something. Again, I gotta hype up the the Flesh Frankenstein episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one we did. Uh, but all listen, to all of them, if you guys didn't. But uh, yeah, that's as, uh, about as much as uh, we got uh, coming up. Um, uh, I got Mac the Macness podcast episode one twenty five is coming. Uh, I got a friend of the show coming on, and I was gonna be talking about uh, his new project. Um, well, you guys know Mike if you listen to the show. He's Got a new uh, project coming up, and he's going to go into more detail on what that is. So uh, that's coming up as well, and I think that's it. What do you guys got coming? We have our first entry into our Paranormal Activity Retrospective, and uh, that's going to be going on for the next few weeks. Um think you and me got a little side project we're gonna record uh i'm trying to figure out what that's gonna be called but uh we're gonna do the uh what is it the friday the 13th fan film Voorhees, which is uh, actually a full-length movie which is crazy and uh for the action returns um one of these movies I've seen quite a bit. The other one I've never seen in my life, and that is Speed and Speed Two Cruise Control. Uh, cruise Control. Uh, I've seen it once. Um, I want to know if they were on a boat. And it was uh, <laughs> Michael from Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I know about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, she's back. So can't go wrong with her. But um is that streaming anywhere second one i have the first one uh i don't know if the second one's streaming i think i have both of them on one of those double packs so uh let me see let me check out uh amazon is always the number one place to go uh were we not doing uh, some other movies you mentioned um, which ones? Constantine and. No, uh, we're gonna we're gonna save that for next year. Okay. Uh, well, it's not streaming on Amazon, but uh, I'm sure we can find it. Yeah, <laughs> so, everything's out there. So. Yeah. Oh, um, last uh, episode, we didn't give our scores on uh, Vampires and uh, Ghosts of Mars. Uh, I'll do seven straight across for both of them. Uh, Vampires, uh, I'll go seven with that one, and I'll go nine with Ghosts of Mars. I mean, we, I had my little, small little, uh, uh, not so cool things in that, but I mean, other than that, it was fucking badass. <laughs> so yeah, but all right, everyone, uh, we're gonna bring this one uh, to an end. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. I love doing uh, these shows. Uh, this makes me watch uh, 
all these action movies I haven't seen in forever. So definitely uh, cool. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of the show. And uh, all right, everyone. Uh, till next week. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, be safe out there and always party on. Yeah. Same thing for me, everybody. Until the next time, be safe.